It is a pleasure to be with you today, and we do give thanks for all of those who are moms to us, whether biologically, um, emotionally, or spiritually, and that may even extend to some of the male gender. So we thank all who have nurtured us in life and in faith. Our scripture this morning comes, first of all, from Psalm 98. Listen for the word of God for you. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory and has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All of the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into songs of joy and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and all those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. This is the word of the Lord. Our New Testament passage today comes from Acts chapter 10, the very end of a very long chapter, beginning at verse 44. Listen now for the word of God to you. While Peter was still speaking to a group of Gentiles, by the way, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people whom have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Christ Jesus. Then they invited him to stay for several days. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you for what you have given us in Jesus Christ. Thank you that you have declared the victory. We ask now that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight and would serve to speak to our heart by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So I probably am not going to wander around as much as Edwin, but I'm going to give it a try, which is a little different for me, so I'm trying something new today too. Um, When I read this psalm, I thought, sing a new song to the Lord. What a great thing for Light of Hope Presbyterian Church. A new song is being sung here. And I don't know about you, but I love to hear new music. I love it when one of my favorite recording artists comes out with a new song. I'm always amazed and pleased. For the most part, I really enjoy it. But then I realize the scripture doesn't say, oh, listen to a new song. 
it says, oh, sing a new song. Now, listening to and enjoying a new song is not the same as learning to sing a new song. Okay? I don't know about you, but for me, it's hard to learn to sing a song. A, I'm not very musically inclined, but B, I'm used to the songs I know, and when I'm presented with a new piece of music, I kind of hope it's going to be similar to what I'm already familiar with so that I can kind of, you know, if I know Bach, I can kind of Bach it. If I know the Beatles, I can kind of Beatle it. If I know folk songs, I can kind of go in the folk mold. But very often, a new piece of music is something that I haven't encountered before. It may have different harmonies. It may have syncopation where I'm not expecting it. It may have difficult arrangements, and it may change keys in the middle of the song. All that to say that learning to sing a new song to the Lord is hard to do. Can I get an amen? Okay. So learning to sing a new song is a whole nother matter because we have to learn new things and it takes a lot of work to do that. It can challenge us at some pretty deep levels. But once we learn the song, nine times out of ten we kind of like it, right? I used to serve a church in um, Washington State that had a really wonderful choir, and that choir was really good at folk songs. They sang a lot of Avery and Marsh songs, and they were really kind of good at that. The first day I worshipped with them, the anthem was, Put Your Hand in the Hand of the Lord, the Man Who Stilled the Waters. And that was their groove. They were really good at it. And yet they were really engaged in justice issues for the community. So I really, I kind of said to them, I said, there's this song in the hymn book that I'd like for you to learn. It's called Siahamba. And it's a song about we are marching in the light of God. And it's a song that comes out of the apartheid era. And I think you would like it. Well, there was a rebellion of massive sorts. I tried three times to get them to sing this song, and it was a massive failure, so I finally gave up. But thanks be to God, we got a new choir director. No pressure. <laughs> this was not prejudged. We, we got a new choir director, and when she was auditioning for the job, I said, if you can get this choir to sing, Siahamba, you've got the job. And bless her heart, she got them to have fun with it and to get their heads around it. And they liked the song. Hallelujah. So singing a new song is hard, and it takes some work, but it can become a moment of great joy. And nobody knows that any better than the Apostle Peter. The scripture that we read from the book of Acts is part of a very long narrative about the first time that God broke, had the church step outside of their Jewish comfort zone and encounter Gentiles. Gentiles who were not pure, who were not part of the people of God. You may remember the story. Cornelius was a Gentile, but he, he had a clue about God. He had a heart for God and God's ways. He gave alms to people. He cared for his community. And one day, an angel came to him and said, Cornelius, 
I want you to go get a hold of Peter, who's at Joppa, and tell him to come, and I want you to listen to whatever he says to you. Because I know you, Cornelius, and I know you have a heart for me. So Cornelius calls his folks together and sends off a posse to go get Peter. In the meantime, Peter, my favorite apostle, who's Mr. Foot and Mouth, right? Um, Peter has been sitting on his rooftop, and he's ordered lunch because he's hungry. But while they're preparing lunch, he gets this vision. And in this vision, a big sheet, it says, comes out of the sky, and it's filled with all these animals. And Peter hears the Lord of God, Lord God say, Peter, take and eat. And Peter is horrified. No way, God. No way. Those are all unclean animals. I have never, ever done that in my life. I have never violated your word. Not going to do it now. No way, no how. A second time, the sheet appears, and God says, Peter, take and eat. Uh Uh-uh. Nope, not going to do it. I know this is a test. I'm going to pass. Not doing this. The third time, lowers again. Peter, take and eat. And Peter goes, I'm passing the test. No, not going to do it. And then he hears God say, how dare you declare something unclean that God in Jesus Christ has declared clean. Peter's eyes were opened to a whole new thing. Just about that time comes a knock on the door, and it's Cornelius's posse saying, you know what, we'd really like you to come talk to this nice Gentile guy. He sent us here because you're supposed to come talk to him because we think God told him to ask you to come. And Peter's like, but he's a Gentile. I'm not supposed to affiliate with them. But the sheet and... Well, okay, I'll go. So Peter goes with them. He and some of his friends, some of his good Jewish kosher friends, go to Cornelius' house. And he begins, and Cornelius says, my friends and I are here, not only is it Cornelius, but Cornelius has invited all of his pagan Gentile friends or to, to sit there with him and receive these good kosher Jews, right? So they all come, and, and Peter's confronted with all these people, and it's like, okay, but this is not a small test, it's a big test. And And Cornelius said, God told me to just listen to whatever you have to say. And so Peter opens his mouth and cracks the barrier between Jew and Gentile. He opens his mouth and sings an old song in a new way. He sings a new song and says, I'm not even supposed to be here, my religion says. And yet God has encouraged me. God told me to step here, so I'm coming. And I'm here to tell you about Jesus. I'm here to tell you about what he has done. And God has now convinced me as of this day that that God's doing a new thing that even I didn't fully comprehend. I thought I got it that Jesus was the Savior. I thought that was the big deal, but now I know that that's that's got a whole dimension to it that I didn't even know about. It's not just for Jews. It's for everybody. Wow. Wow. 
God is so much bigger than I thought, but I'm going to tell you what God has done. And as Peter was speaking, all of a sudden, all these pagan Gentiles start speaking in tongues. Now, in the book of Acts, that's a big symbol that the Holy Spirit has come to town. It's a real indicator that God is doing something. It says, what's happening right here is a God thing. And Peter and his friends were astonished, astonished that they were speaking in tongues, that God was speaking even through Gentiles. And so Peter says, if God's baptizing this with the Holy Spirit, how can we refuse water? to baptize these people into the family of faith, into the covenant community of Jesus Christ. And so they do. And thus it began that the Gentiles began to be recipients of the good news of Jesus Christ in a more systematic way than they had in the past. And it's all because Peter had to get through his preconceived notions and learn to sing a new song or at least a variation of the old song in a new place. Friends, I think in the church, in the the church at large, in the Christian community, we are in a similar time in history to the time of Acts. God is doing a new thing in the world. And it's not in spite of Jesus Christ, it's because of Jesus Christ. It's because of what God is doing in the world for the sake of Jesus Christ that things feel so ungodly tumultuous. Do you feel like the world's a little crazy these days? Uh Uh-huh. God has given birth to something new. I don't know if we're at morning sickness or labor pains, but we are definitely feeling the distress, right? God is giving birth to something new in the world. And it's going to mean that we have to learn a new song. It's going to mean that we have to step out in faith into new places, learn new ways to sing, learn new ways to worship, learn to go places we would never think we were supposed to go, learn to sit with people we never thought we should sit with, God is doing now something similar to what God did in Acts. And we are called to do the same thing that Peter was. Now, the good news is this is not all on our backs. You'll notice that the Holy Spirit was a pretty active participant in this whole event, right? The Holy Spirit's out in pagan country, out in Gentile country, hanging out with Cornelius. God, by the Holy Spirit, is out in all of the places that we are not. God doesn't live just here. God lives everywhere. God is at work out in the world. And God is lifting up people, bringing people to himself. And at the same time, God's pushing us. God's lowering sheets in our face and saying, you need to do something about this. You know, what sheets are God lowering? What, what sheets is God lowering in your, in your life, in your faith, in your community? 
What challenges are in front of you? I love that in the Gospels, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit as a comforter. And then the book of Acts is all about how the Holy Spirit is making everybody so uncomfortable. (laughs) In order to be comforted, we have to get uncomfortable first, right? We have to learn to sing new songs. We're not alone in that because the Holy Spirit is our coach. The Holy Spirit is our guide. God has gone before us, and God will go with us on the journey. And God will help us learn to sing the songs. And as we step out in faith, God will give us signs, like the signs of these Gentiles speaking in tongues. We will see signs that it's a God thing. So we've got good partnership in this. Now, one of the things I've learned is that all of this uncomfortableness that the Holy Spirit leads us through so that we can learn new things and bring the gospel to all the world so that we can share it. There are two things that happen. We may think we're going out to evangelize, but in so doing, we are also evangelized, right? We have to learn to sing a new song. We have to hear from the Gentiles what they know and what they're hearing and what God's doing in their life. Peter experienced a conversion, a second conversion. And I think very often we are called to that journey of continuing conversion so that we can grow more and more into the likeness and into the witness, a living witness of Jesus Christ. How dare we say no to what God has said yes to? This journey requires overcoming some interior barriers as well as some exterior barriers. But the other thing that I've discovered is that this is a team effort. Thanks be to God because my singing is really bad. Now, this is God's sense of humor. I used to be part of a choir in this little church in California called Silver Lake Presbyterian Church. I was in the choir. I was in the alto section. Now, mind you, I have a range of approximately four notes. Pretty solid on those four, but that's my range. Our alto section, it finally occurred to me one day, this is a team effort to do the alto. The lady who sat next to me, Hendrika Vandekamp, nice Dutch reformed lady, she found the pitch. She was always right on with the pitch. The lady next to me on the other side was our quality, the color of our, of our section. She really added texture and warmth and depth. And my job, counting. I could keep the beat, and I could help keep us on track. So between us, we managed to be an alto section. And I think the church is a lot like that. It's more of a choral effort than a solo effort, okay? As we learn to sing new songs, we learn to sing them together, and we each have different gifts to bring to that learning. We each have different gifts to bring to the singing of our songs. God will help us do what needs to be done. The Holy Spirit is all around us. We live and move and have our being in the love of God and Jesus Christ. It's all around us, it's inside of us, and it's out there. And dear God, 
Help us to learn to sing new songs so that all the world may know the love of Jesus Christ and so that we will come to know even more the truth, the astounding, amazing, uncontainable truth of your love for us in him. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.